Hi, my name is Michael Sano. I'm Jewish and I love Israel. So if you love Israel, if you love being Jewish, or if you have an unwavering connection to the land of Israel, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the 12 Cities in Israel podcast. Shalom, shalom, shalom. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? My name is Michael Sano, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the 12 Cities in Israel podcast, the only positive podcast about the state of Israel. If this is your first time watching this on YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and hit the notification bell so you get the brand new episodes when they come out. And uh, if you want to take this with you to wherever you are able to go during uh, what is still the <laughs> the COVID pandemic, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and on Spotify. So, hey, this is, wow, an amazing, amazing story. Um, this episode is going to be about something that... It, so, with 12 Cities in Israel... It's a cultural podcast. It's a cultural endeavor about the culture, the food, the people, everything about Israel. And sometimes you got to take the bad with the good. You know, you take the good. You also got to take the bad. Um, but uh, it's funny because I was watching uh, I was watching the trailer for Stitzel. Am I saying that right? I might not be saying that right. But this guy gets the... Uh, the life gives you gives you lemons thing wrong and uh he said if life gives you if life gives you lemonade drink it so there you go you gotta you gotta, <laughs> if if israel gives you lemonade you gotta drink it so this episode first before we get into it um well no i gotta tell you what the episode's about this episode is about abandoned Oh, this is so rough. Abandoned babies in Israel. Babies left in hospitals um, in Israel. And I, I found out about this story through the amazing work of Natasha Kirchuk, um, who is an absolute superstar. She is a reporter for I-24 News. She's, I think it's, what is it, Global Eye? Global Eye is the 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 uh the show that she has where she does in-depth um investigative reporting and uh i've been following her since iltv i don't know she may still be there do you know pulling some work there but she is a journalistic rock star and i followed her as she's developed over the years and she you know not only that but she's incredibly gracious so i dm'd her on Instagram about this story, which was on Instagram from her Instagram account. And I said, Hey, this is, this is fascinating. It's heartbreaking. Um, I want to do something about this. Do you have a YouTube clip of it? And, uh, I want to give you props. So, you know, I want to give you credit for your work. Boom. Came right back to me within a couple of hours, consummate professional, incredibly gracious um thank you uh natasha you're a rock star so all right now that i've given the accolades to 
the reporter, I have to give you the story that she gave us. And the story that she gave us is that every year, approximately 300 babies are abandoned um, in hospitals across Israel. I was, what? You've got to be kidding me. You know what I mean? Because that that falls in with... I, I, it just, it, it, it breaks my mental paradigm because the concept of be fruitful and multiply and all of the, uh, the outreach work that's been done, um, for Jewish orphans. You know, I, I, I always think of the, uh, I think it's the, the girls Jewish or orphanage in, uh, in, in Jerusalem. That's the one that gets the big publicity and all that, but there, there are a lot of outreach um, programs that do a lot of work and a lot of good towards kids who don't have, not only are orphans, um, but are also, um, we'll say on the wrong path. These are kids who get into trouble and don't join the army. So there are programs for helping them join the army so that they can later on find a good job. And, and, I was shocked to find that this is an actual thing that people would uh, that people would actually have a baby go through the nine months, you know, go through the the birth process, and then just never return. Now, I I am understanding. Okay, because I have some notes. Um, I have to take a sip. Peter, this is for you. I'm going to take a sip of coffee. Hold on. Mm. So I, before I sound like a big heartless ass, um, I am compassionate uh, towards and, 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 you know, really, really do have understanding in my heart for what is the impossible choice that some of these parents make. Um, but hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to find something that I wrote down. Um, so emotional and financial means. So that was one of the things that was one of the reasons. So there are a couple of, so these kids aren't just, you know, Hey, we have a, have a baby. Yay. Mazel tov. And then boom, they never come back there. There is background behind why these children are left. Um, and that background, it, it, it's, it's hard for me because on the one hand, I, I, I do have compassion for these parents, but you know, <laughs> it's a baby. It's a, it depends on you. It's defenseless. It has no means. You are there solely um, to fend for it. And I know that's a harsh criticism, but some of the, so some of the reasons why some of these babies are abandoned, uh, the I guess one of the, the larger reasons, it didn't really give a, a, a breakdown demographically or proportionally as to how many of each certain group were left. Um, but some of them are left because of just absolute critical health reasons. Like one in uh, Natasha's coverage was that 
there were twins born. Uh, one of them was healthy and the other one had underdeveloped lungs and would never have fully developed lungs. So the family comes or came in the beginning when it could, and now it just no longer comes. It just, they have too many children and they can't, um, I can't believe I'm going to say this, afford the emotional capital, uh, for this baby. So this group, so, so, and then there's another group and this, this group of kids who were abandoned are people who don't have the emotional or financial means to take care of the, the, the child. Well, I guess the, the, the unhealthy ones, um, are the ones where the family doesn't have the emotional, um, capital to, to invest in their child. I can't believe I'm, I'm actually using phrases like this. It, it doesn't even occur to me to not take care of my child. It doesn't occur to me to not take care of other people's kids. Um, you know what I mean? When they're at our house, when, you know, you're over their house and they come and they ask you for something. Um, it just doesn't, it doesn't occur to me. But then there are the, um, those who can't financially afford to have a baby. Um, I don't know what programs there are in Israel for financial assistance if they have things like we do in the united states like WIC and uh food programs and 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 um all of that i i can't imagine that they don't have programs like that um but i don't i don't know i i honestly don't know and i did do research for this but uh apparently i didn't do enough research um and then there are those who are too young you know what I mean? Um, those who, um, maybe are, are under 18 who have had children and they didn't put them up for adoption. They just left them. And it just to leave them is so beyond my comprehension as I'm sure it is for most of you, but I'm sure that there are some of you who, you know, who can say, well, yeah, I can, I can, I have family who did that. Or so I go back to my grandmother and my grandmother. Um, I can't remember if this was during, this had to be during the thirties. So this would have been during the depression. Um, my great grandfather couldn't take care of my, uh, my great grandfather and great grandmother couldn't take care of my grandmother. So, um, they took her to an orphanage where she stayed for, I think it was a year. Um, <clears throat> at, at the most, it was a year. And my mother tells me the story that it was, of course, traumatic. Um, it wasn't a good place. Um, but it was mostly the isolation and yes, you're around other kids. You're around adults who are at the orphanage helping and, and, and you're around, there is social contact, but there's not social familial contact. And I'm going to go into that, um, and why that's so important. And, but I just, based on that story, I, I couldn't, I, I, and, and I don't know, my, my parents were, were the kind of people who, there were times when my mom and dad had two jobs, you know what I mean? Where my dad would leave work and then go to another job or my mom 
would leave her job and then go work on the weekends. Um, I remember the all of the big American holidays and, and the religious Christian holidays. Um, my mom would work because you, you got double time on holidays. So um, I just, I, I just, it's so, such an important personality trait to take care and to take responsibility for what you have uh, in all aspects. So I have difficulty with having compassion for these parents, but of course I will do my best to have compassion. Um, but my, the majority, the large majority of my compassion is reserved for these abandoned babies. Well, you know what? <clears throat> I'm not the only one who cares. <laughs> and the entire part of the story um, that Natasha conveys in her piece is about First Hugs Association. And there is a woman um, who, and, and I did some research into it, and I saw that there is a video from 2009. I'm going to include that, too, because it has some really good information. I don't know if it's the same organization, um, but there is a woman, and her name is Sivan Almoz. And Sivan Almoz has a tremendous story. Her, she is, was born in Korea and an Orthodox couple adopted her from an orphanage and brought her to Israel. And she says that the abandonment that she felt when she was left at that orphanage and is still, I, I can't remember if she used the word a stain, but it's still a stain on her soul, her psyche. So this is something that never goes away. But now cognitively, she is of an age where, you know, when she got adopted, she would remember. But these babies, I don't know that they that they are um, at that. Well, all right. So she and a, a, a group of people, a large group of people actually get together and they go and they engage in physical contact, physical, social, developmental contact with these abandoned babies. Now, in one of the other videos, they talk about how these, you, there's, there's a significant birth rate in Israel. So nurses, they're not, I'm not going to say they're overworked. They may be, but um, they do not have the time to give these abandoned children 100% of their attention. Now, all of these nurses are wonderful people who work in these maternity wards, and I'm sure that they do give a significant amount of time to these babies, but there's only so much time that they can give. They have to care for the newborns as they as they come along into this world. So um, First Hugs Association gets volunteers, and they come, and they engage in this physical contact. And I want to talk about why this physical contact is so important. And it has to do with regulation of the autonomic nervous system. Now, the autonomic nervous system is the part of your nervous system, which regulates all of your automatic functions, um, all the ones that you're 
brain subconsciously regulates, like your heartbeat, your breathing, your temperature, all of that. All of that is done through your autonomic um, nervous system and is done literally at the cellular level. Now, if a baby does not get stimulation through contact, because think about it, babies five senses are how they communicate they don't verbally communicate hey i found something let's put it in my mouth hey what's in my ear you know what i mean babies are always like just exploring with their five senses even their eyesight if they don't get it well within the first hour this human contact regulates the heartbeat their temperature and their breathing the things that i said so all of that specifically in these first developmental hours these first developmental days these first developmental months are so so crucial and i'm going to give you an example of how stimulation at the developmental stage is so critical so i was reading a book um and in it, it was using a study that was done. And please, I, I don't condone this study because I love cats. But what they did is they found out basically kittens are born blind. Okay. And it is their retinal reaction to sunlight that causes them to gain sight. So the study was if you take kittens and you put them into a box, do they gain sight? Well, the long, the short answer is no, they don't. They go blind and they had blind kittens, which I'm sure they loved and cared for. And they took care of these blind cats. Um, but that shows you how important these post birth developmental hours and days are. Um, and first hugs association is in there making sure I'm so blown away by these people making sure that this happens now um it can it, one of the other things that it helps is and i don't know i i've heard this um in developmental psychology but i'm i i don't know the actual statistics on it but apparently it also helps with um temperament so the you a child who is held more often tends to cry less um and also um, I didn't know this. Holy cow. Um, it can stunt your growth. So it can lead to a lack of growth in a child. If a child is not, doesn't have that physical contact, that physical, um, love from a parent. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so shocked at how, symbiotic the relationship is and this is for all you parents out there understand there's a symbiosis between you and your child i know you know this i know most of you know this for those of you who don't hey there you go um i my grandfather didn't have a symbiotic relationship with his kids but i love you joe uh as you were up there um and um there's another thing in and this thing this this lack of growth 
this lack of development is called is what's called um inv- I'm, i want to get this right environmental delay um an environmental delay is when a lack of stimulation from the environment uh, from the baby's environment leads to a lack of development and he was very um very 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 specific in saying that this was not some type of mental defect or as he termed it uh it wasn't a a form of mental retardation it was literally just a lack of development and um because of this they uh first hugs association goes in and ensures that this happens now one of the difficulties that they have is you tell these people these volunteers okay we're gonna go hug some babies it's gonna be wonderful feel bad these babies are abandoned but understand we're gonna be there to hug them so some of you know some of these babies a lot of these babies they have they're not in really great condition and to hug these babies you have to be very careful because they're hooked up to ventilators they're they're oh my gosh they are so fragile and this can be intimidating to some of the volunteers and not all the volunteers stick with it and that's understandable um it takes like i said a lot of emotional capital to be a part of a disabled child's life but these people are and they are just amazing 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 people um one of the things that i found out and this was in the second video was that the state of israel and this was back in 2009 when this video came out so um it's i i don't know if this has changed and i i don't really know where to look and see if this has changed but if you found out that it has please let me know and i'll report it um but there is no there there is a unknown element to the legal status of abandoned children because of this they are it's not that they fall through the cracks of the system there is no system for them um when a child's abandoned and there's paperwork boom you know it goes um it goes to child services now and i don't know i'm i'm curious if if the if the healthcare system is is somehow related to it because if you have a public healthcare system where everyone is covered the, so in the united states let's say and and you had a baby and then all of a sudden the parent didn't show up insurance would stop covering the baby and the baby would some type of legal action would most likely be taken and the baby would be put into the system into foster care and what whatever um but since that doesn't i don't know that that happens in israel with their healthcare system so one of the biggest problems they were having in 2009 is that they didn't have funding for a logistical structure and a bureaucratic structure to set up to take care of these people so you have people not only volunteering their time to go and hug these children but volunteering to get um 
donations for these kids uh, so that they can have strollers so they can leave the, the, the wards that they're in and go out and get some sunshine so they can get toys, so they can get um, diapers, all that kind of stuff. And there's no uh, state finances to pay for people to logist logistically set all of this up. So um, I'm curious as to whether or not that's been rectified. I'm curious as to whether or not um, how they rectified it. Um, and yeah. Um, so I'm going to put the link in the description um, for First Hugs Association. I'm also going to put it on the screen here as I'm talking about it. Um, and I want you to go and I want you to check these people out. I'm going to put the video, uh, Natasha's video. Um, that's going to be the first thing that's in here, Natasha. That's for you. What up? Um, and, <laughs> and yeah, just, wow. I am so, one, I'm, I'm blessed that it, that it came through my feed when it did. Cause you know, it's a, it's a crapshoot. Who knows when you're going to get a feed and it's going to be relevant. Um, if the algorithm is going to work on the side of the angels, so to speak. So, but I am blessed that, uh, Natasha's, um, post came to me and that I was able to get this message out. So one, I could get her work out there, um, which is important, Natasha, but most importantly, so I could get the work of first hugs association out there. Um, but I mean, wow. It, Good job for getting this out there, Natasha, because this, hopefully between all of us, we can do what we can to help all these kids and get them all hugged. Everyone needs a hug. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, uh, that's it for that subject. I am going to let you guys know um, I am finishing up the Aleph bet uh, for the flashcards on the on my instagram post so what i've been doing is i've been doing um from aleph uh to tav aleph to tav uh, don't correct me correct me please correct me um i've been doing all the way from the beginning to the end um oh, good save uh and i've been posting them print and i've also been posting them script so you are getting two for the price of one you're learning how to uh how to write the letter, um, how to associate the letter, how to pronounce the letter and in print. And you're also learning it in script, something that's not often taught, but is taught in Ulpan and in colleges. Um, we're almost done and I am on the cusp. I'm sitting here, I'm brainstorming and doing everything on how we're going to get this uh, Kickstarter video done. It's got to be fun. It's got to be, you know, a little funny, energetic. Uh, but it's got to be quick, short, and sweet. And once that gets done, it's going to go up. And hey, help me out. Be there for me. Um, and I, if you are, listen, if you are there for me, um, I will be there for you. And as I said, I think it was in my last video, if you help uh, support the Kickstarter campaign that's coming up, I will give you a free set of flashcards. 
These flashcards are also going to be developed into an app, which is going to have different modules, so to speak, um, with all of the different uh, all of the different Hebrew sets, so that you can learn modern Hebrew um, or use it with any system you're already using, either in school or in college or in Ulpan or wherever. Um, but uh, I'm going to get that to you. I'm going to get that out, and that's coming soon. We've also got other um, flashcard sets that are going to be coming out. We've got numbers. We've got 500 must-know um, must words. We're going to have 500 nouns. We're going to have, I think, 250 verbs. Um, and we're going to have something else, phrases. We're also going to have uh, must-know phrases, which is going to be really creatively interesting with the things that we're doing right now. Um, and these are the hard sets that we're going to have actual physical sets, but we're also going to have them if the app is going to be like a, uh, a portal where you can order, you can order them straight through them and then just open the app and you'll be able to use them all there. Um, but I'm really excited about it and we're getting ready to kick it off. Um, and thank you for all the people who have supported it so far um and thank you for all the people who support 12 cities in israel again natasha thank you so much um and first hugs association you guys rock all right that's it for this episode hey if this is your first time watching this don't forget to hit the like don't forget to hit the subscribe and definitely hit the notification bell so you get brand new episodes as they come out um and as i said at the beginning of the video if you want to take this with you you can head on over to soundcloud itunes google play stitcher TuneIn, and spotify also be sure be sure to check out our social media on our facebook our instagram on our twitter um and definitely here on youtube all right that's it guys thank you so much Yalla bye. Yeah.